Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Catching Up with Connor and Nick. Today is Friday, February 16th, and you're joining us today because every Friday, Nick and I meet here on Anchor to talk about things that we saw this week within our industries, and we catch up to talk about professional lives. And so, Nick, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning, Connor. I'm doing great, man. Uh, awesome. Thanks, thanks for uh, calling me, and let's catch up. Yes, and so this is episode number two, or should I say week number two, and so to jump right in it today, Nick, I kind of want to start off um, and talk about, in, in my world, especially with social media, um, YouTube is kind of the hot player right now. It seems like every week, YouTube is really uh, making some waves, especially within like the influencer series, uh, primarily because there's millions of hours i mean hundreds of hours a minute getting uploaded onto youtube so everyone and their mom right now is trying to put content up there and every kid's dream right now is to become a youtube star so the big controversy that's happening is uh with this kind of uh new up-and-coming influencer named logan paul anyone under the age of 24 this is kind of the number one guy within their celebrity sphere right now and Logan Paul has been in a ton of boiling water, and that all started uh, a little over a month ago because he uploaded a video from Japan <clears throat> while he went to the suicide forest. And when they saw someone, uh, they filmed it, and they were laughing and cracking jokes um, and just being very disrespectful to the situation. So that created a wave of backlash um, that Logan Paul has never seen before. And he has this brand that's about joking and and making pranks and he's trying to evolve you know what he's coming into and so there was a moment where youtube pretty much kicked him off the platform demonetized him pretty much took his whole life away uh from that and so i i really am just curious what you think nick um because there have been a few other articles i know i shared one with you um about kind of what the ceo and the president and the and youtube thinks of this uh, but I'm curious, what do you think about this whole situation uh, with Logan Paul, with kind of losing his money, demonetizing influencers, and, and the control that YouTube has? Man, it's an absolute uh, – it's kind of like a catch-22, right? Because when you think about uh, the way YouTube has really leveraged – I mean, even since the start when they when they started growing, I mean, it was really about user-generated content. And so the moment you have user-generated content – uh, you have anything and everything under the sun, which is a challenge. And if you have certain, you know, criteria or principles of, of a company that, or even just like regulations of, you know, whether it's, um, you know, d you know, uh, content that's copyrighted or, you know, stuff that is just not suitable for all audiences. Basically, how do you police that is, I think the big question. Yes. And, and so then when you, you know, um, when, YouTube creates this concept, which is it's like they're leveraging people's popularity, but now they're putting themselves in a, in a position of possible, you know, uh, legal litigation for having someone of let's call, you know, let's say Logan do something like this or, um, you know, expose information or yeah, troubling images to um, any, anyone and everyone. So I guess my, it's a long answer to say like, I don't know, man. Um, I think <laughs> it's a tough one, but I don't think he deserves to be, you know, banned forever. I mean, literally, like, that's a pretty strong thing. But I do think that 
YouTube is now into the position of they have to regulate this. So do they, is it like you're off for a month? Is it, we will fine you uh, similar to what cable television does, you know, the FCC levies fines to, you know, cable and networks. Um, that's probably where YouTube's going to go, but, um, man, I, I just think it's a tough situation and, but I, I think he is a little, I, I, you know, he shouldn't have done that. I think it's a little uh, backwards, but, uh, (laughs) yeah. What do you think, man? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page with you. Like, and and you make a really good point that the, the, there's a reason why TV, at least here in the States, I don't know. and, And other countries have it too, but why there's so much regulation about what they show, um, and what's appropriate and, and what's not appropriate because, uh, we're a very large country and there are a lot of opinions and you kind of have to, uh, draw the line about what gets exposed to people and what doesn't get exposed to people because you can very quickly go down the rabbit hole, uh, especially, you know, in, with corruption about what's propaganda and what's being shown. Um, what's so hard though, what's so hard though about this whole thing is, you know, YouTube came three, you know, in the last 10, 12 years has come out as like an alternative or a total like other side of the picture from, you know, traditional TV and cable. Yes. And, and so does, is YouTube now just transforming into another cable network, which yeah. basically means controlled speech, controlled, gra- you know, any sort of like graphics or whatever information is distributed, or do they choose the road that although this is troubling, they're like, look, this is the internet and look, you can find anything on the internet and how do you know, where do they stand now with that? And I think like in the end, if you want advertisers, if you want money, if you want to make sure that you're growing your business, unfortunately, they have to play by the traditional, you know, uh, information uh, dissemination and cable network type of rules. And so I just find it very interesting. And it's actually a crossroads that YouTube and all the other, you know, streaming platforms are in, which is, will they create a whole new experience for this future or will they actually just carry on what has been for the last 50 years? Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, I, I think they should go the exact opposite, but uh, I mean, advertisers are leaving at this point. So I, I think they're all in, like they need to just really hone in on this advertising platform because creators are getting demonetized for silly things. Like if people are doing a fundraiser for hurricane relief, that shouldn't get demonetized. Mm -mm. Um, And that's a big issue as well. Um, And so, yeah, the whole Logan Paul thing is just so interesting because uh, it's just a whole new category, right. Of influence and things that are going on. And and I'm just a big believer that the market should dictate who, who is successful and who's not right. And if there are still 10 million kids, who want to go watch Logan Paul and they don't think that's a big deal, then that's their choice. And that's what they're going to go do. Um, I haven't really watched him very much ever. Uh, and so I'm going to continue that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but Nick, what about you? What, what do you see going on this week? You know, whether it's this week or just kind of a trend in the last month or, well, I mean, the trend is actually even a year to two years old, but you know, I think just the question of, are we at peak social media and specifically, are we at peak Facebook? Uh, there's just bubbling, you know, pretty much every week there's a new, you know, there's a new, you know, um, post or article or news out that, um, you know, whether it's the influence from the Russian hacks on Facebook to other things like that. Um, you know, I think, I mean, just simply put, 
I think Facebook management is sitting there saying, holy crap, what, what monster did we create? Yes. And, and so, you know, I think society is having a little bit of a backlash, which I think is fine and I think it's good. But do you think we are at, you know, peak Facebook? And if so, or, you know, do you think so? And what happens in the next couple of years, even if they try to make changes? I, I, when, when you first were, were posing this question, I, I wanted to say yes, but then the more I think about it, I don't think we're at peak Facebook. Uh, because with the, with where videos going, I just think that Facebook consistently makes the right moves and is, thinks about their audience like no other platform does. Um, and, and Facebook's not afraid to kind of give the middle finger to advertisers and publishers with the intention of doing right by their billion plus consumers of the platform Mm -hmm. and i think that is just always going to be so powerful if they continue to have that many people going to the platform so i mean maybe in in five to ten years it won't be that way because you know this this gen z or whatever you want to call it the the snapchat generation Mm -hmm. isn't going to be using facebook as much but uh, I really think that Facebook is making a concerted effort to go after YouTube, to go after Netflix. I mean, they're coming out with their own shows. I don't think they've been doing super well, uh, but I think Facebook is going to make the moves to continue to be one of those primary content platforms. And if YouTube is kind of the other side, I think Facebook has the opportunity to really become uh, network television, but they need to do what Amazon and Netflix has done um, to kind of create that content that's out there. So no, I, I think they're still got a ways to go. I think they're going to be going up still um, just because I think Zuckerberg is, is one of those all time players. Um, and, and he's just ruthless yeah. in, in the game that he's playing. And, and he's still so young, right? <laughs> like he's like, I think he's in his young thirties now. Um, and it's like, dude, he's got a long way to go. And, and I, I can't imagine that guy leaving or really losing any steam. Uh, so, yeah, kind of my opinion is I, I think they're here to stay for, for a long time. And if I had money to buy stocks right now, I think it's probably still a good deal to yeah. buy their stock. Yeah, well, you know, I kind of want to go with you, but I'm, I'm going to have to just I'm going to have to counter this and say I, I do think we I think we are at peak at peak Facebook. And and I think that everything you said, there is definitely truth to it. And, you know, betting against Zuck is probably not the smartest move, but I'm, what I'm actually betting with um, is actually society and the way that, you know, I, I don't go to Facebook as much anymore for sure. Um, I, I'm just kind of like fatigued on it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of times where I think I, I'm just a little more aware of the psychology and the emotion that I have after flipping through for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people are doing that, you know? And so um, also, Man, it's it it is, it is actually crazy to think about what has been created and how it is being used. And I was like thinking about it because I've I've listened to or uh, read a number of articles on this just because I'm curious, um, dude. If you think about their mission of bringing, basically, it's the whole like connecting people and bringing people closer together. Well, dude, that is a neutral statement. And when you say we want to connect the world and bring them closer together, you're there is half of that 
could be a negative experience. And yes. half of that could be, quote, terrorists or, quote, you know, foreign governments. And the moment it's kind of like it's like when, you know, if the creators of the Internet, Tim Berners-Lee and everyone else, we want to create the Internet to make it the world a better place. Well, all you did was create a thing that connected every single human being in the world. And that can be used in a positive and negative way. And so I do feel that, um, one, I feel like Zuck is a little bit either so far disconnected that he doesn't realize that this thing is and can be used for, you know, um, nefarious activities every single day. Yeah. Or, and two, uh, it's, it just, it, it is ran its course and, you know, something else, you know, people will get fatigued. Um, I don't know. I, I think your point of view definitely has, um, validity and truth to it, but I'm just throwing it out and saying, you know, what if the world collectively says, screw it, you know, there's other things that I want to pay attention to. True. That, True. that, that could really happen. And so, so that's, that's, you know, that's where we're at on that, but, um, I'm going to shift and, um, you know, we, we usually bring up a couple of things in just our personal life that has happened in the last week that we want to just touch on. And, you know, I'll just jump into this. I, um, you know, the thing that, that really kind of correlated with, with maybe just what we just talked about is um, I wrote a post this week um, that was basically titled building an imperfect company. And, um, you know, I actually, I titled it giving yourself permission to build an imperfect company and clearly Facebook on a global scale, huge company, they are imperfect. But, you know, as a founder, uh, there, if, if someone, if you're listening to this and you're a founder or you're an entrepreneur that is working on things, you might end up tending to be a little more um, perfectionistic. That's kind of the way I am. And it's a, it's a challenge and a trembling thing to realize that your company has flaws and it's imperfect and you're not doing everything that you can. And, you know, there's this, that, and whatever that you're dropping through the cracks. And it just becomes this overwhelming feeling of shit we're not doing and we're not executing on the level that we can and should. But, but I had to take a step back and realize, but we're executing and, you know, we're doing the things we're doing good things. Founders Live is growing. It's awesome. We are rolling out new cities every month. We're adding new people. The content is great. And I just had to step back and say, you know what? Like I had to give myself permission to have an imperfect company because it's always going to be imperfect. And the moment you accept that it becomes a lot easier, or at least you realize that you don't have to be uh, polished and perfect all the time. And it's just a consistent growth experience of, you know, adding more people, uh, delegating responsibilities, building your team and growing your product and your experience that is always going to be imperfect. And you're just kind of searching to improve it in a small percentage way every week. So any thoughts on that, uh, Connor? Yeah. So, I mean, I really appreciate that you, you wrote this because kind of being in the, the, brand new stage of, of my new company, I, I'm in that position a lot. Um, and, and especially in, in, on my client services side, I'm realizing like, oh, I'm allocating this time. And, you know, tomorrow I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this done, this done, this done, or even today. And I, I never can finish it all. It always takes so much longer for me to get done the things that I want to get done uh, than I want to. And, and that's been tough on me uh, and, and really just had me connect with this article because I know I haven't been able to execute at the level that I want to. And, and really what it comes down to is you, you can't just like be hyper-focused for 12 hours. 
Um, right. I'm always heading towards the North star, but a lot of the creative work that I'm working on, like it just takes time to develop and concept and, and get out there and kind of form it into, you know, a piece of art in the form of a proposal. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've definitely been dealing with that. My follow-up question for you, Nick, is, is you know, what, what are you doing? And, and maybe it's meditation or some form of exercise that, you know, is keeping you in that mind state that when you go to bed at night, you're like, all right, we're not at the level that we want to be, but I'm okay with where we're at and, and I'm going to wake up and, and keep going. Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, I definitely, you know, meditation, exercise, did those both this morning and pretty much uh, almost every day, you know, I've got that morning routine. Um, and then, yeah, I think whether it's at night, you know, thinking about these things, it's really just putting myself in a mind frame that um, the, the feeling that you had a good day's effective day's work, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 hours, whatever is the hours that you feel that you want to work today. That feeling of, I did, damn, I did some good stuff today and I got a lot done. That is a good feeling to then go to bed because then you know, look, maybe we're not perfect. Maybe we have a lot going on, but I was effective today. I'm going to go do that tomorrow again. And knowing mm -hmm. that, that I will be effective tomorrow and the things I need to do. And, um, and so I think one is just, if you are proud of your efforts and work today, that makes you feel good to go do that tomorrow. So you don't have that, like that kind of like psychological issue of, Oh man, did not do the things I need to do today. So now you're down and then tomorrow becomes even worse. Um, so that's one thing. And then secondly, um, there is just a, a space that, that your emotions and psychology need to get into to it's acceptance. And it, it literally, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's talking with a, I have a business coach that I work with. Um, I do meditation on a consistent basis. I feel like exercise wise, I'm healthy on that, but all that together puts me in a place that I just accept the stat, the status that we are in, like, this is imperfect, but every single day I'm growing and doing something to better my company and better myself. And if I can just take care of that, then it is just, I don't know, man. It, it, I, I don't know how to answer that, except there's just a, an, um, an emotional and mental acceptance that this is the way it is. And, and my business I, coach, yeah. basically my business coach this week when we talked, he's like, you know what? I work with companies that have 10, 20, 30, $50 million in revenue a year. And they say the same thing. <laughs> so it's yeah, never so going to change. You're all, yeah, you're never going to be happy. I, I really like what you said there, though. Like, it's, it's really about the end of the day, just kind of like, swallowing the pill and the pride and and saying like all right i'm gonna accept what we did today and tomorrow like let's wake up and let's get after it yeah right and, and there's kind of nothing more that you can do and you have to understand like going to sleep right now is just as important right like and recharging your battery so you can go and execute tomorrow is very important um no i i think your answer was absolutely perfect and the word um acceptance is actually going to be kind of uh, my word of the day. I'm going to be thinking nice. about that a bunch. Today. Nice. Um, nice. So the last thing kind of on, on, a, on a personal level, I saw Black Panther last night on awesome. release night and it was fantastic. Marvel nice. like never lets us down. That whole <laughs> world is absolutely like, it just blows my mind. I think it's one of the most like creative. It's, it's not that creative, but like um, they've just done so well executing and bringing this whole world together and bringing yeah. all these characters and all these movies I'm so excited for the new Avengers movie. 
Um, and every other one coming out, they have a new Ant-Man coming out. Um, That's they awesome. have, uh, yeah, there's just a, a ton, but the, the piece of content that I really am obsessed with right now on Netflix is a show called Altered Carbon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I read this book in the fall of last year. I listened to it on audiobook. Um, uh, but it's a, a future where pretty much more or less you put your DNA like on a hard drive. And if you die, they can pull that, that hard drive out and plug it into a new body, which they call a um, right? And so there's a, there can be a lot of deception, right? Because you can pretty much take yourself out of your body and plug yourself into a new, your new body. And, yeah. and the, plot, the plot of the movie is uh, this guy kind of uh, gets brought back. Um, he meets a super uber wealthy guy who got murdered, and he has to solve the murder. Um, and he's trying to figure out like who's in whose sleeve and all this DNA stuff. Um, the only way you can actually die is if your hard drive gets destroyed. Um, but there's a piece in there where, uh, the, the protagonist goes and stays at what they call an AI hotel and, and everyone kind of gives them shit for it because it's like, no one goes there anymore. They're, uh, not trolls. They they keep saying like, they're like spam bots. They just kind of like, they follow you around with everything you do. And after a couple episodes, I realized, oh my gosh, this AI hotel is the future of what Alexa is. Um, especially with all this Bezos information coming out about these things listening to us. Like the AI hotel is just your personal concierge for anything you need. And you can access that AI hotel from anywhere you are. Um, you pretty much can call in, they can look up information for you. Um, they can do tasks for you. I mean, they, they pretty much just become your personal assistant. And very quickly, I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> this is what Alexa is turning into. Um, and it just really blew my mind because they personify it. Like, the hotel can project an image of a person um, who you actually talk to and you can build a relationship with. They can give you feedback. Uh, right. And it's almost the same as a real person. Uh, and so if you haven't watched that show, I highly suggest going and checking out Altered Carbon. <laughs> It'll kind of blow your mind a little bit. Um, and it's just a good story. Dude, that's I haven't awesome. finished it yet, that is... but I love it. That is incredible. And I guess, you know, my question to you would be, are, you know, this, you know, 10, 20, 30 years in the future, these are possibilities for sure. Does that scare you or does that excite you? Uh, it, it really comes down to, it, it's, it's a little nerve wracking. Yes. And it's going to come down to who are the people who actually get to make these decisions? Are they bad people or are they good people? Um, and so, and the jury's still out on who these people are. Um, hopefully it's good people and we can do the right things in all reality. People just suck or, or like Kenny, you said earlier, it's 50, 50, half the people suck and half the people are great. So it's going to just depend on who, who the hands fall into. Uh, and it is very scary what's going to happen. It's going to have to be very heavily regulated. Um, but I'm excited for it. Like it's just going to provide so much opportunity. Um, I really feel like I'm, I'm building a company right now because I'm really all in and embracing the, the world of technology at this point. Um, and I think with what our cell phones are doing, there's still not a lot of people who are like all in on like this, the internet and the cell phone is going to disrupt everything. Um, anywhere that there's, a, I mean, even my company as a service business is going to get severely disrupted. Um, but I'm just, I'll, I just want to stay ahead of the curve and be paying attention. And so that, I think that's providing a lot of opportunity for me, all this development in technology. And so I have to default say, like, I'm excited for it because it's providing the opportunity for me, uh, to do the things that I want to do. Right. What about yeah. you? Are you, are you, are you a little worried about it? 
Man, you know what? I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, uh, so much of this stuff that's coming together now, it, it really in the end does, I, I don't know, I'm so conflicted because I'm about innovation, I'm about technology, dude, I love it, you know, clearly what we do here, uh, but it'll come, it's going to pull into question what humanity is, what, what is being human, what is, I mean, if, if you, if your physical body can die, but yet you have this hard drive that you, your soul or your intelligence continues, that changes, that changes the game. And it does change what, um, in the end, what we think about as a human being and experiencing life and what a soul is. And, you know, just, I, I know I'm getting deep there, but that's what I think about, man. So I don't know. It, I'm, sc I'm scared for the future of humanity. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, if you check out Alter Carbon, I think it'll, it'll, it might scare you a little bit more because <laughs> to, to bundle your entire human existence into a hard drive is, is really scary. Um, well, yeah. And then like, you know, let's, you know, by mixing other shows and things out, you know, you take things like Westworld, you know, you yes. take things like um, Black Mirror is a show that just shows, you know, is illustrating some of the today's society issues and future issues. Yeah. But when you look at like those and when they bring AI, like the moment AI and machine learning takes hold in a thing, a machine not only has the intelligence of the history of the world with the Internet inside them, but secondly, they're learning and learning and learning all of a sudden they're 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 more intelligent than a human being and at some point maybe that's a uh a worry <laughs> so, yeah and, and I don't know. that's the end of our existence right there. totally so you know all we can do is just be here today and enjoy enjoy life enjoy what we're building and and actually like really appreciate the human connections versus the machine things i think is a really important uh step yes and that's what i love about this show is just catching yeah. up um, and making the human connection. And, you know, even though we can't see each other and meet every single week, like it's a great place to just say, hey, let's take 20, 30 minutes and, and talk about things that we find interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but Nick, any last thoughts you have before we take off here for the weekend? No, I, you know, I just say uh, have a good weekend. If you want to check out Founders Live, uh, founderslive.com, L-I-V-E.com. And um, man, we, we're launching our next two cities next week. That's New York and Detroit. Those wow. events are they're happening, and that's 13 total cities that have a Founders Live events, which is really cool. That is incredible, Nick. Yep. Like, congratulations. That's Thanks. fantastic. Thanks, uh, perfect. I want to give a shout-out to Justin Kana, who called into the show last week and was giving us props. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, I kept hinting to the one person. You are that one person you called back, so thank you very much, awesome. Justin. Uh, if you're listening to this right now and you got something to say, please uh, call us back on Anchor and leave us a message, and we'll make sure to get back to you in next week's show. Thanks a lot, Nick. Have a great morning, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, peace.